Okay, welcome. We're live here uh, in Future Tech Chat number four. Uh, I did not expect it to get this far, but here we are. Um, five weeks total of, of Future Tech Chats. Uh, I'm here today with Mike Attrell, my cousin. Uh, today we're going to be talking about cell phones. Uh, Mike, why don't you uh, say hi and introduce yourself? Hello, everyone. My name is Mike, <laughs> and I am here to talk about cell phones. Mike is a data minder today. Um, and I am showing you and telling you this is how we do it. Um, our usual other guests, Mike and Car uh, Nick and Carolyn, could not be here today. Um, Nick actually, unfortunately, was mauled by a bear, and he uh, is bedridden right now. Um, Carolyn actually turned into a bear in a weird coincidence, uh, and so neither of them could be here today, but they might be back uh, in future episodes. Should be back in future episodes, I should say. Uh, okay, anyways, uh, let's dive right into it. Today our topic is cell phones, and uh, I, I, I'd like to start broad, but I think we're going to delve pretty quickly into very specific aspects of cell phones. Um, specifically today we're going to talk about cell phone plans. Uh, I am of the opinion that they're somewhat horrible right now in, in Canada and uh, in the States. I'm not um, as huge on the plans internationally, I just know that they're quite a bit better than ours from what I've seen. Um, so, we'll, yeah, we'll start a little bit uh, generally and then probably delve specifically into cell phone data plans and how ridiculous they are in North America. So first of all, I wanted to discuss a survey I did uh, about a month ago now on cell phone carriers and cell phone plans uh, where I polled people on the internet to see um, they're mostly Canadians, but uh, it was across Canada. Um, I wanted to see if people were satisfied with their plans, what they were getting for their plans, how much they were paying. Um, and so, Mike, why don't you start? Why don't you tell people how your how your plan is and how you feel about it? Um, well, I got on my plan quite a while ago. I'd say probably four to five and six years ago, mm -hmm. um, back before the age of smartphones and huge data consumption and, and that kind of thing, when people were more worried about staying under their text message limit and their daily daytime minutes and staying under their data limit. Um, so my plan specifically um, is a uh, is mainly minutes center with an add-on for unlimited mobile browsing, which is what it was called at the time, because all the phones those days, they, the, the best ones would run a, uh, a simple simple browser and possibly a, a Maps application that was very rudimentary and not very good at all. Yeah. Um, so the most that you'd, you'd go over was, you know, a couple hundred kilobytes a month probably, if that, just to look up in a quick address or a phone number or that kind of thing. Um, but you know, as as cell phones progressed and and got better and got more uh, robust and more computer-like, um, they kept the plan the same. So I'm still able to have that uh, unlimited browsing for five dollars a month package, which is probably the best you're ever gonna find. Yeah, agreed. Uh, I, I well, you you know that I have a similar plan, um, but we're very much in the minority of people that have had their their plans for more than three, now two years, which is the standard length that, you, that you're, you're expected to keep a plan by the carriers. Um, I also have unlimited mobile browsing uh, with a data option from Fido, and um, I would never, well, <laughs> with the cell phone landscape being the way it is right now, I would certainly never dream of changing that um, because all of the plans, um, as we'll probably discuss soon, um, all the plans are terrible across the board in terms of comparing them to what they used to be when data wasn't a big thing. Um, so some important points from the survey, uh, which I got about 15 responses, which I thought was kind of nice. Thanks, everybody, for responding. Uh, I, I enjoyed that uh, out of the big three carriers, that is uh, Bell, Telus, and Rogers, that um, only about half the people that I surveyed were had contracts with those, those three. The other half were with the smaller carriers, such as Fido and uh, Kudo and Virgin. Uh, 
I find that it's not since those companies have been bought by the big three, uh, I found that the plans have slowly sort of been creeping towards basically the same um, options as the big three, but maybe a little bit cheaper, maybe 10%, 15% cheaper. Um, but it's, again, it's been a slow, steady march, and I expect them to sort of, without anybody realizing it, uh, become pretty much the same plans. Uh, and it, in fact, for iPhone plans, they basically are already at that point. Since the, the, the carriers that weren't the big three carriers started carrying iPhones, you don't get any discount for buying an iPhone-only plan. Um, yeah, there are discounts to be had, but um, they're not for smartphones, and they're not intended to be used with any kind of data. Uh, so in this in this uh, the survey that I asked people to fill out, um, most people I, I asked whether or not they were how much uh, minutes, um, texts, and data they had, and for each of those whether or not they were satisfied, uh, keeping in mind the price of the plan, and I found that most people actually were satisfied, even if their plans were. In, from an objective standpoint, uh, looking at data quite a bit worse than mine, uh, and costing more. So um, I think, and I think you'll agree with me on this, Mike, that uh, the root of the problem is that people don't really understand um, data on mobile networks and how how much they could be using data to their advantage and for different services. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, for example, a two gigabyte limit is a little bit ridiculous, um, it, especially in terms of the way that I use a cell phone. My most recent, my plan that ends actually on the on the tenth of this month uh, is at ten gigabytes right now of mobile data, which <laughs> is just kind of atrocious uh, when you think that that would cost at least a hundred and twenty, a hundred and thirty dollars uh, on on a contemporary plan. But I was just, I wasn't doing anything outrageous. I wasn't doing anything illegal. I was just watching videos, streaming music, podcasts, that kind of thing. I just wasn't, I'm not concerned. Because I have unlimited mobile browsing, I'm not concerned about going over. Uh, and I think people don't really take advantage of, of the data in their plans. Most people I talk to have two gigabytes, but they say they don't get anywhere near that limit. Whereas I, I would find that extremely restrictive in terms of what I can do with it. Yeah, yeah I think, you know, I'm, I'm kind of the same way. I, like. I think I use my my data a little bit differently. Like I don't have any music streaming, and usually during the day, unless I'm I'm at home, mm-hmm. um, I'm not watching video or that kind of thing. But I think if if I had a lifestyle where I was able to, you know, like be on the bus and watch video, or you know, sit in waiting rooms, or just listen to music while at work or whatever, then I think I definitely take advantage of of that data availability. And and like you said, you know, I think if people know how to take advantage of it then they would, and they would want more data. But I think people just don't realize how much there is to be had when you have that kind of access to, to network data. Yeah, I agree. So one of the, one of the interesting things um, that I've started using my phone more, more for recently than I ever had was to communicate with my home computer, my, my desktop computer, um, as kind of a mini server, which it basically is for me at this point. I have. I have my main computer, I have my tablet, my phone, and a laptop, but all of my data resides on my external hard drive on my desktop. Uh, And so when I'm at home, I can use all that data, I can listen to music, I can stream music even to any any device, and it's using home internet. But when I'm away from home, it's really nice to not have to store your files locally on a small hard drive. Um, Flash... uh, Flash drives, solid-state drives, um, which are in most new laptops these days and are in all, all of our cell phones and tablets. Um, the capacity is still really expensive, especially when companies are trying to keep their products as thin as possible. Uh, and so it's really nice to be able to, to go to a big uh, a big backup without having to pay too much for it. Uh, like if you would, uh, as we mentioned last week, in cloud storage, um, storing like a for example, my hard drive is, or my external hard drive on my computer is two terabytes. Storing two terabytes in the cloud costs about fifty dollars to hundred dollars a month, uh, which is 
it's not ridiculous. It's actually really nice to have, but uh, it's out of the price range of most people. So what, what client do you use to communicate with your home computer via <clears throat> your phone, like say for streaming music? Streaming music? Um, I'm fortunately in the Apple ecosystem, so I'm able to use iTunes Match, uh, which is $28 a year Canadian. And it basically, it stores a, a copy of your music in the cloud, or at least it, it, doesn't, it doesn't need to store a copy because it already has a copy. Uh, it basically indexes your music, and it, it lets you play any, any song that's stored on your hard drive from any device that has iTunes or, in the example of an iPad or an iPhone, the music app, mm -hmm. is is sort of indispensable for me because I'm approaching 100 gigabytes of music, and it's uh, it had always been a chore to keep music on and off your phone, uh, and I it's just it's unbelievably easy and convenient to be able to do that uh, from mm -hmm. anywhere without having to worry about transferring music around. Although that does go along with the unlimited data thing, it's if you're not storing it all locally, you have to stream it every time. Um, but it doesn't cost extra every time you stream it from Apple, mm -hmm. uh, like it would if you were using, say, uh, RDO or Spotify or Pandora, any of those streaming music sites. So I find that uh, yeah, I find that incredibly convenient. But it only it only works as well as it does because I have a lot of data on my phone. Yeah. That's the majority of the streaming I do is on my phone, on my commutes, or at work. Sometimes, if there's not, uh, if I'm not in a meeting or something, that I'm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, why don't we go to your first point instead of going through all mine and then going to, to yours at the end? So, you the first thing you have here is how much data do you really need in your mobile plan? So what what are you th what's your answer to that question personally? Well, I had actually always wondered that for myself because having having unlimited data, I never cared to know how much I was using. You know, it's like well, it's unlimited. I do this and this and this, but how much data am I actually using? Right. And then you know, I went on the um, just my bill after my uh, billing period, and it says something like I don't know, like six or seven gigs or something like that. Yeah. I was like, wow, that's quite a bit. And I was like, I wonder, I was like, well, that would suck if I had to pay for all that, like, you know, <laughs> a two gigabyte plan. So I'm like, okay, well, one thing is I don't I don't use my Wi-Fi at home on my phone because it's unlimited data, so I've never just cared to switch my Wi-Fi on or leave it turned on or whatever because mm -hmm. um, I never had a reason to. So this past month, actually, I uh, I ran a little passive experiment of... Um, using Wi-Fi when I'm at home and mobile networks when I'm out of the house to yeah. see how much data I'm actually using, how much data would need to be used out of the house if I was on like an actual data plan. Sure. Um, so I actually have the the results of the experiment that uh, I'll try to go through. Okay, let's do that now. Okay, so if everyone's on board, we'll do that. Do that now. The last time we attempted this, I should point out, last week was a disaster, but that was me doing it, and hopefully this time works out better. <laughs> <laughs> it already is so far, because nothing has gone horribly wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is the, uh, the investigation. So the question I went out to answer was, is the data allotted by cell providers enough to get through a billing period based on regular use? Um, I know Rob, you mentioned that you you are a heavy media user, so I wouldn't necessarily call your usage no, regular use, um, but I think it's it's still worth kind of considering that type of use anyway. Yeah. Um, so I went out, and my my initial hypothesis was that you know I I could imagine that the uh, the use that I have and the amount of time that I'm at home, I actually probably could stay within a two gigabyte data data limit during a billing period. So can I clarify something here? Sure. Uh, so two gigabytes is that is that Wi-Fi just at home or is that Wi-Fi anywhere you can find? Like you're scrounging around for Wi-Fi. No, that's that's just at home. I'm I'm not in enough places to even be able to scrounge around for Wi-Fi. Like we have Wi-Fi at work, but I don't trust connecting to that network for my own personal use because I don't know what's being monitored and that kind of thing. 
Okay, fair enough. So this is you could basically see it as at home and out of the house. Okay. Um, so I basically just left my my Wi-Fi on my phone so that whenever I came home it just automatically flipped on. So there's no you know making sure I turned it on. So it, if I was at home, the Wi-Fi was on. If I was out of the house, the Wi-Fi was not being used. Um, so yeah, I'm on as Robbie mentioned and as I mentioned that I'm on Fido. My current phone is an Nexus Four. Um, my normal data speeds with Fido are one meg up and six megs down, and my average home Wi-Fi speeds is one up and five down until we upgraded to two up and fifteen down because we started streaming on Netflix and um, Hulu and that kind of thing because we got rid of our cable, so yeah. faster, faster data streaming. Um, and this is between February and March, or the month of February to the beginning of March. Yeah. So the results were that the mobile use was 1.6. So I actually did stay under the 2. Yeah. Barely. That's okay. Um, Wi-Fi, just the way my phone broke down the, the dates, between the first week of February was just under, well, just about two-thirds of a gigabyte, mm -hmm. and the rest of the month was five and a half gigs almost. Um, so that totals 7.7 for the month. Yep. Um, which is, you know, considering 5.4 of that was, um, or over that, well, almost six, over six, was at home. That's a lot that's not being used on the network. So it's kind of reassuring to know that that I'll be able to get by on two gigs if I needed to. Right. And I was curious about what what apps use the most the most data. Mm -hmm. Um, so when I was out of the house, the biggest ones were Chrome, which was just reading articles and that kind of stuff that I found on Google. Or did that switch automatically to YouTube for you? I'm sorry. Does the does YouTube does your thing automatically switch to it YouTube, does, the YouTube app? Yeah, some videos will do that automatically, and some I'll have to flip switch it, and some for some reason won't load within the app. Okay. So some of that could be YouTube video, but not not much of it. Most of that's just web page loading. And then um, the other one's Google Plus. Sochi was, I watched a couple hockey games, so that would obviously use up data. Mm -hmm. um, and then Google, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn, um, and Feedly, those are all image-heavy um, image heavy services, so they're going to use a lot of data. Yeah. And then Wi-Fi, the same kind of thing, Google, YouTube, um, Hangouts. Oh. We do a couple uh, video Hangouts with, with uh, Maria and Emma. And just I think a couple times just with whoever else. So yeah. Um, yeah. Basically, I discovered that I actually was able to stay under the two gigs, um, and that the ones that used the most data were the picture heavy and video heavy. Uh, and then as far as the mobile browsing, like through Chrome, I know Chrome has options to compress data and that kind of thing, and yeah. not load images, and you can use Opera that. Um, They'll also compress their web pages. Yeah. Um, and then as far as Dropbox, I think if you go back, the uh, Dropbox auto upload only used 33 uh, megabytes of data in that second panel there. Wow. Is that? Um, do you have? Did you have the option to auto upload photos and videos only on cellular, or was it? No, I had that. I had that over the network as well. Okay. Yeah, network and Wi-Fi auto upload. Um, and then, I d like I mentioned before, I don't stream music or anything, so that would contribute to my data use um, as well. So, um, yeah, I guess as far as um, as far as data use goes, that's kind of the summary of on my end. That while I use a lot of data, I actually could stay under that that two gigs. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, I should note that my ten gigs is actually just. The same trial as you did. That's how I live. I use as much data as I can on Wi-Fi at home. Mm -hmm. uh, it's I just use a ridiculous amount of data. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I like yeah I like watching a lot of TV, so I find that that uses up quite a bit of it. Um, streaming music. Um, yeah, podcasts. As I mentioned, I'm also when I when I make videos, um, I end up using a lot of Either Wi-Fi or cellular, it's still a lot of data. Um, trying to upload videos from Dropbox, it's it's efficient, but it uh, 
it's a little bit slow and it uses mm -hmm. a lot of data. Yeah. And I should mention, I think it was in that slide, but that the connection, like, but I know you're the same way that you're not on LTE right now. Yeah. Um, for me, it's because, well, not because, but I wouldn't be able to anyway because Nexus 4 doesn't support LTE. Right. Um, but Fido doesn't have LTE uh, accessibility to the mobile browsing plan, only right. for the regular 2 gigabyte or 1 gigabyte plans. Which would be, yeah, that would I would chew right through that. <laughs> so that 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 was really nice. I enjoyed that. Oh, thank you. It's uh, it's not it's not reflective of mine, but I wasn't expecting it to be. <laughs> and you also said that uh, just for for interest, that you didn't uh, you tested out your battery using Wi-Fi yeah. versus cellular before you started this. Yeah. And so you found no difference, no measurable no. difference. Really. Yeah, actually, like I, I think it was more confirmation bias. Yeah. That I remember the times when I saw Wi-Fi show up under my battery. I'm like, oh, that's crazy. Wi-Fi uses a lot. But yeah. when I actually monitor it, like it barely, it didn't even show up as appreciable amount of battery use. So, right. So it's well worth having it. Yeah, for, for sure. For the connectivity. Yeah. Nice. Good to know. Yeah, I definitely remember a time when that wasn't the case. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I guess one of the interesting things that I, if we're going to delve straight into data here, because that, that is what's going to happen, um, I kind of want to talk about how uh, there's, because there's only three main carriers and each of them have one dominant brand and then one discount brand, uh, I don't understand, like, they, there are so few players in the wireless game that they can all get away with charging whatever they want, and none of them are going to try to offer you any kind of deal because they don't need to. If you, if you switch, you're not going to be saving any money, and everyone needs or wants to the point of need uh, with a cell phone plan. And so there's really, you're kind of screwed if you don't, if you didn't get a plan like, like you or I have and you want to use a lot of data, it's going to cost you an arm and a leg. Uh, yeah, as I mentioned before, there's there's little to no competition. The incentives that uh, companies offer are matched by the competitors within a couple months at most, uh, and there's no real advantage gained by by trying to negotiate because they they realize that you need a data plan and you're going to come back if you <laughs> if you go look at the landscape, you're going to see that you're not going to save any money by going anywhere else. Mm -hmm. Uh, in, in fairness, I do want to point out that there are uh, smaller carriers across Canada that have been trying to do their own thing, and they're, they're doing it differently and a lot better. Uh, I would say they are doing it well, um, but they're, in terms of their, their customer service is excellent. Places like in Ottawa, uh, we have Mobilicity, we have Wind, there's a couple of others. Uh, Boost Mobile, I think, is the thing here. Um, but they tend to be really small, and they, they're only able to set up a limited number of cell towers. Mm -hmm. And so coverage ends up being really spotty. Even though they'll give you unlimited everything and it's pretty cheap, they don't have enough um, Reliability. Enough cell towers to, to give you good signal everywhere. Even uh, First of all, the, the biggest problem is that they, they only cover the cities. They don't cover rural areas. Um, they're, they're starting to a little bit, but... Uh, it's really expensive to do that, and that's why it's, there's such a high price of entry into this market. But uh, most of them just w will not give you coverage outside of major cities in Canada. And even inside the cities, there are lots of dead zones or spots where you're just not going to get reception at all. Um, and the, the, the biggest company in this sort of minor uh, carrier game, Mobilicity, is on the verge of being sold. or is, it, it looks like it's in dire straits right now. It's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. I know yeah. they, they just recently launched, or announced that they were having a spring sale. I think it was $30 for unlimited everything. Uh, the only issue with that being that you're not, you're, you're only covered in basically the downtown core and a few, like sort of just the outskirts of major cities in Canada. Mm -hmm. um, I don't really know what to do about that. There's not really any advice you can give. Um, ten, if, if you're looking for a new cell phone plan, I guess you could 
not uh, try not to get gouged. Wait for a sale and wait for a substantial sale. Um, Fido has a couple of plans on sale right now that are close to the best I've seen. Um, but they basically they can afford to extend these so-called sales. They're not they're they're not great deals. They're just technically slightly better than the competition. Um, but they can they can just keep extending them, and even if you sign up for these plans, they'll still be making lots of money. So it's not it's nothing off their back to to extend a sale. The the most recent sale that was happening through February uh, and ex ended on March third was just extended to March twelfth, and who knows how long it's going to go after that. But there's not there's not any any hurry for them to start charging less, even if even for the discount brands. Um, it'd be it'd be really cool if um, if the the wireless industry could regulate itself, but I don't really see that happening anytime soon. Uh, I think it's the CRTC. That's right, right? The, yeah. the organization, yeah. the government organization that's in charge of regulating that. Yeah. Um, they've made they've taken some steps to doing that, but it, uh, it's not nearly far enough and. So far, companies have been able to get around things like two-year two-year contracts rather than three, by just charging you uh, more monthly and charging you more upfront for phones. There's not there really hasn't been any benefit overall to customers. Uh, it just sort of gives them more peace of mind that they're getting a deal because the government stepped in, but there's not really any any deals to be had. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I don't know. I don't know if you read a. Uh... If you got across an article that was written, I don't know if it was for the New Yorker, one of those types of magazines. Um, but it was just talking. I don't. I don't think it was mobile related, but it was for cable providers. But it could yeah. go the same thing for for phone providers that, you know, you have you know heating, water, gas, all as utilities, but for some reason, phones and cable like internet and TV, internet, yeah. they're not considered utilities. Even though they're just as, if not more, relied upon and used. Well, than, not more. That's, that's well, more than water or electricity. More, well, <laughs> more consciously used. Like you have your shower, you cook, or whatever, right? But but yeah. when you don't have a phone connection, when you don't have cable, and you don't have internet, you notice like it's like right. that you you're more. I don't know. As well, let's say as because sure, as you got turned off, you definitely notice. As used as any other utility. Yeah. So why isn't it regulated and priced and given the same accessibility as the other utilities, right? But you have these, you know, cable companies and phone companies that are charging premiums for like crappy service and crappy, you know, limits and all that kind of stuff. It's like it shouldn't be that way because, like, and and the government has tried to step in. I know in the states they've stepped in with limited success with adding some regulation and. Um, protecting the consumer, but I think there's been just been a whole lot of pushback from um, Congress and all that kind lobbyists. of stuff, which is lobbyists, yeah, who are lobbying Congress, yeah, yeah, and they just get like the government doesn't want to get involved in that. It seems like, but you know, yeah, the government doesn't want to get involved because a lot of politics has devolved into uh, keeping your job mm -hmm. rather than doing a good job, and so there's not any huge amount of incentive to do anything that's. Um, even if it's good for the people, it's not good for the, the person in charge because um, all kinds of people are, are demonized for making trying to make those kinds of changes. Yeah. When the comment was made that is, it seems like when when there's an issue that the industry wants and a few politicians are supportive of, then it's easier to push through than if it's something the industry doesn't want but would be better for the people because the government's more looking to keep industry happy and like you said keep their job safe then do something unpopular and have whatever repercussions that might have yeah yeah absolutely so one of the th I mean we talked a little bit about um, sort of the future of cell phone plans and Right now, the, the telecommunication companies are basically telling you that what we're going to do is give you as many minutes as you want across Canada or the states, as many text messages as you want internationally, um, 
both of which are massively in decline because of the internet. Uh, and then we're going to limit you or charge you through the nose for, for what is really not a lot of data. Um, and rather than giving more data and keeping the, the things that people don't want out, they're bundling it all together and just keeping the prices the same or moving them up. Um, there's not really... I've looked around and the best deal you, I can find for a cell phone plan today that uh, has a lot of data and not much else is actually a tablet plan. Uh, the cheapest one you can find in Canada is through, I think Virgin has a plan that almost matches this one, but it's $35 a month. You get 5 gigabytes of data and nothing else. You cannot add phone options to this because it's a tablet plan. Um, it's also flexible in that you get charged $10 a month uh, if you use up to 150 gigabyte or 150 megabytes, and then past one gigabyte you get charged 25, and then past five gigabyte or up to five gigabytes you get charged $35, and then each gigabyte past that is another $10. Even that is the best deal you can find. Um, $10 a gigabyte is exceptional if you find that. Um, and the rest of the plan is something you're happy with, and it's it's worth doing in this in this environment uh, in terms of a good plan. So that's that's the plan I have right now on my iPad, and it's uh, it's lovely. If I if I decide to not use the iPad's data at all, it costs me ten dollars a month. But if I need it once, I know that it's it's going to be there for me for the the rest of the month, and I have five gigabytes. So it's been really handy, and I've. I really enjoyed having that when I when I've needed it. How often are you out of the house and needing to use the cellular data for your iPad? Uh, it hasn't been too often. It's it's it was nice to have over the summer when I lost my uh, my internet for a while. That's a whole other mm -hmm. issue with. Uh, I don't know if you if this kind of thing has happened to you, but uh, Rogers here has started leasing out their internet to other companies and charging yeah. um, sort of bulk rates to them. Yeah, I've, I've looked into that because when I heard about you guys doing that, yeah. I looked up the options for Calgary to see if it was any cheaper and it wasn't it wasn't worth it. But I think there's like one company mm -hmm. that does it here that they'll they'll set up a cable cable internet but you're using whoever else's. Yeah. Yeah. And so what yeah what ended up what ended, it might still be happening uh, although uh, you don't really notice it until your internet goes down. But uh, basically they, they had to send a Rogers tech to, to fix your problems. And they, Rogers was paying the techs whether or not they were going for Rogers or for TechSavvy, the other company. Um, but they would pay, Rogers would pay the techs more if they were servicing a Rogers account, which gave the Rogers technician, the company that owned the Rogers technician, more incentive to service Rogers lines than tech savvy lines. And so you ended up having Rogers could get a tech in the next day for something uh, and it would take them about a week, maybe even two weeks, uh, in some cases up to a month, I, I've heard examples of, um, to get a technician to solve a simple problem. Either, either a technician on the network itself not having to visit or a, a technician, service technician that would actually come to your, to your building. And uh, yeah, that's just ridiculous that, that they're able to get away with that. But there's there's not really much that any normal single person can do, and it's not like anybody's going to be stopping internet services to their house because that's just not feasible in 2014. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what what my friend actually does in in Japan is instead of having cable internet, I don't know if that's a, a common thing in Japan, but he just has a like a mobile hotspot that he uses at home, mm -hmm. like a 3G, um, well they call it 4G, but it's really slow speeds. Um, and he uses it at home and then the good thing with that is that if he goes out to wherever, he can just take it with him. So yeah. instead of paying both cable internet and how does that work? I don't know, I don't know if it's part of his phone internet plan. Okay. But it's basically like it's it's not he doesn't need to pay for cable internet because he just has this mobile hotspot that he can take wherever. Yeah. So I, I actually have thought about doing that. The only issue with that is here, data on mobile is about 
10 to 20 times more expensive mm -hmm. than it is through a wire. Um, yeah, I've, I've done that before where I was using, I had my iPad's data connection turned on and I was just tethering right. data from that, which is basically, it's the same thing, it's actually cheaper. Um, mobile hotspots tend to be really expensive, but these things work just as well as a modem, hmm. uh, wireless modem that costs yeah. $200 and does nothing but that. <laughs> I've actually I've hosted remote I hosted a remote hangout this past summer through it, and it worked really well. It costs it costs thirty five dollars because I went through about three gigabytes, <laughs> but it was it was fantastic and it was way cheaper than any other solution. It cost thirty five dollars one time, right. and we were able to host. Um, it was a a concert that yeah. was a couple hours, and that was that was the only. I already had all the hardware. That was the only cost that was associated with it. Yeah. Very fancy. Yeah. Although I did learn some things from that uh, that experience in terms of um, the quality you can expect and and how hard it is to broadcast video. <laughs> <laughs> with the crazy bandwidth that the networks, with, TV yeah. networks have. Yeah. And uh, yeah, finding a camera that connects to a computer, but can also focus past this distance is <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> so why don't we move to, uh, uh, well, yeah, you kind of raised the same point. Um, so you said our data only plans the way of the future. Um, what? What's uh, what's your reasoning behind that? I'm assuming you agree, you think that that's the case, but uh, what's your reasoning behind that? I think I think it could be. I think even having, you know, like a a data plan, and then kind of like a pay a pay as you go minutes or texts. Like for myself, the only communications I ever use are like texts and hangouts. I rarely use the phone. Like, I'll use it, yeah. you know, a couple minutes a day, if that. But I think if I could, because there, there's replacements for all of those. Like, with, with text, there's, like, you know, Google Hangouts, chats, or Facebook messages, or whatever. And then with phone calls, there's, you know, there's Skype, there's, again, Google Hangouts. Mm -hmm. I know BlackBerry has, you know, BlackBerry messaging and calling now. Yep. Um, and, you know, I think, I'm sure Facebook will eventually come up with voice calling, too. They do that already. Is it through your phone's phone app, or is it through their own VoIP service? Both. I think Android does both. But, uh, yeah, if I go into my Facebook Messenger app, I think it might be iPhone only, and that's why if I go to... Where's an iPhone user... I think it calls a phone number, though. I can, yeah, I have a phone. I have a call button next to my... It's uh, in the Facebook Messenger app. It's not in the main Facebook app. So, so when I you press call. that call button, it doesn't open up the phone? It, it calls in through Facebook Messenger. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. Um, so there, that, that supports my point a little more that... Yeah. That that apps already have that integrated, so but that nobody, nobody uses it. No, but that that's the whole thing, right? You have to get people on board, right? Like it's it's hard enough for me to get like Maria to text me through Hangouts because like she uses an app that sends texts to her tablet, but she doesn't get, and she has other friends that she texts, not Hangouts with, so it doesn't make sense for her to jump between back and forth between apps. So she'll just stick with the one texting, right? Which is fine. It's like we have unlimited text anyway, so. Well, your your texts go through Hangouts, don't they? Yeah, they do, but it's still through SMS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's yeah, it's unfortunate. I've I've run into the same. I've been converting people one by one, as best I can to to using instant messaging services. I'm not. I don't want to call them instant messaging services. They're they're the next generation of instant messengers, but we need a new name for them. Things like Hangouts and Facebook Messenger. Yeah. Um, but so I've gotten my my family com have completely converted. They don't send me text message anymore. 
there, there are a couple holdouts among my friends, but uh, the biggest reason I haven't switched to a data-only plan already uh, is Julia, my fiance, and she just, and understandably, not, not being familiar with it, she feels uncomfortable mm -hmm. um, with me not having a phone number that she can call, which I, I completely get. I understand the discomfort of that. I just don't feel that way because I know that there are tons of other services and phones can also fail. So the phone number is is a backup that works slightly better, but not it's not foolproof any more so than the other apps are. I, I don't think it's practical to not have a phone number at all, though. Well, for example, my tablet plan, it, it comes with a SIM card. It has a phone number. It just costs 40 cents a minute to talk and 15 cents per text. No, and that, and, I, and that's and that's the kind of model that I think I'd be okay with because for the amount that I text and talk, you're probably still going to end up if you were limited having limited data, yeah, or a reasonable amount of data to pay for, then it'd probably balance out in the end anyway. Yeah, the only the the problem with it right now is the usage based billing that was such a big thing among cable internet companies and, and DSL companies uh, charging with data caps is that the data caps on phones are even more restrictive and even more ridiculous. Um, if they switch to a model where you paid for your level of service, your, your internet connection speeds on your phone, mm -hmm. uh, it would make so much more sense than, than capping the number of gigabytes. If you're already paying for a pipe, um, and I would argue that you shouldn't have to pay to use the pipe after. <laughs> yeah. But that I don't know if that's ever going to change. I would just really like it to. Yeah. Yeah, I've I've slowly been trying to convert people since since cross platform messaging has become more of a thing. I've tried to convince people to use that making a phone call, for instance, over VoIP doesn't use any data really. It uses some, but mm -hmm. if you have a data plan, that's what that's what it's for. Yeah. Um, so I've been making calls, basically, if, and this is sort of unfortunate that these things aren't necessarily all cross-platform, um, but I, I definitely keep track. And if I'm calling someone who has an, I know has an iPhone, I use FaceTime Voice, which is just the, it's, it's similar to this, but um, Apple, and it's just voice. You don't have to make a video call, so it saves a lot of data. And it's seamless in that someone will, Someone receiving that call, it won't look any different than than a regular voice call that uses minutes. Well, and Hangouts has the same thing that you can yeah. you can do the Hangouts and then just turn the video off, yeah. and then you're just basically just chatting on the phone. Right. It, well, then, Android's a bit behind. iOS actually can make voice calls too. Yeah. On the Hangouts app. Yeah. That, well, yeah, that's coming. To, <laughs> you just have to hack it and. Well, with with the iOS one though, you can actually call a phone number, can't you? You can call a phone number, and you can just I can just right hit voice instead of video. Yeah. So yeah, and we have the video and just turn the video off, but we can't call phone right. numbers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like I know I did that with you, like walking on my way home one day, and just called you on Hangouts because I had a question for you, but yeah. I was just on I was just on my phone, like it wasn't. Well, and and this Christmas when I was. That you I I video called you. Yeah. We both have data plans. Great. Yeah. That yeah, it's been talked about in science fiction and sort of things that are set in the future. But video calling being just a regular normal thing as, as much as voice calling is now is yeah. definitely coming in the next five to ten years at most. Yeah. I already do it. I don't. I've made so many walk and talk video calls that I can't even count. <laughs> and it, they're they're always fun. But I can see that, like it, it's already to the point that it's not unusual for me to do that. Similarly, uh, making voice either voice searching, voice typing, or or giving commands to to Siri in my case, it's just that's just what you do now. If I if I don't feel like texting, writing something out, I just say it, even if I'm walking down the street. Yeah. If it seems maybe crazy now, probably crazy, but. We'll all be doing it soon. Just like the first cell phone call is ridiculous. People didn't really understand why you'd ever need to do that. Even watching episodes of Seinfeld, um, people talking about the etiquette of cell phone calls and how you don't you don't call when you're when you're walking or when you're in a car. Like you only use your cell phone when you're at home. <laughs> that that concept seems ridiculous. What's the point in having it? It's the same yeah. as a home phone if you only use it there. 
yeah. now we it's not it's not rude to make phone calls on a cell phone anywhere now. Yeah. Well, now we have you know devices like Google Glass where you know that's gonna just revolutionize the whole thing. That you know like you'll be wearing your Google Glass and like a call will come in and you'll be able to like take a call, answer a text, look something up online, all without like even like moving your hands. Like you'll just have to like yeah. move your eyes and like give voice commands. And then everything will be able to be done from there. Yeah, I haven't seen the movie Her yet, but I I really want to because it seems a lot like this utopia that we're both dreaming of. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I think it's becoming more of a reality because like they're sending out these Google Glass to the explorers, and I think eventually once the price point comes down to like you know the six to eight hundred dollar range where like the top end cell phones are, I think you'll see a lot more widespread usage than. At a fifteen hundred dollar price point. Yeah, if if they have uh, their own cell connection, that would be even better because then you could get subsidies, the same way you do, and it would become accessible to the average person because the average person still doesn't have six hundred dollars to spend on on a device. Um, it would be a lot better incentive if they were one hundred and fifty or two hundred dollars and and came with a contract. As as horrible as I feel saying that because contracts are horrible. Um, that's the way to get it something mainstream is to to do that. I would, if I was buying Google Glass, I would buy it outright and not have a contract. But um, I know I'm in the minority. Most people would rather have a monthly thing, even if it costs them more in the long run. They would rather not have to pay as much up front, mm -hmm. and it, or they can't afford to pay it all up front. Yeah, but they want a phone. So yeah, but that's definitely that's coming. I just yeah I I was tracking my data actually my on my phone and this month I, I is my all time high I've uh, I I'm probably at, I was at nine point eight yesterday nine point eight gigabytes I'm probably at ten by now but uh, my average first sorry as of March first what as of March first as of yesterday I was at right so from March first to yesterday no 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 from February tenth oh okay. Yeah, it's been about 25 days, 26 days. Um, but yeah, that my average is about four and a half, maybe five gigabytes. But it's trending upwards. The last few months, I've had between seven and nine, and now ten. Mm -hmm. And it's mostly it mostly comes from I didn't mention one of the a couple of things I really like to do is use my computer at home when I'm not at home. And uh, if I want to actually use the programs that are on it, uh, there's a program called TeamViewer that I use all the time. Um, but if I want to use, if I want to access the files that are on that computer, uh, there's a really cool program called Tenido uh, that basically gives you full file access. You log in, and it just shows you the contents of your hard drive. And you're, you can stream stuff from it. You can, uh, you can access even like all all the way up to the file tree. It's not just Hmm. It's it's really nice, but again, that uh, it almost requires the use of um, having unlimited data plans on both ends because if you have caps on either your phone or your computer, you're going to burn through that really quickly once you discover all the usefulness of being able to send your files rather than transferring them like we used to do five ten years ago on USB all the time or emailing something to yourself. Uh, that. Reality has kind of shifted, and now it's that's almost never done. What you mm. what you do is sense, store something centrally, and then download it. Yeah, well, just always available in the cloud or that kind of thing. And even even without realizing it, people if you're if people aren't familiar with the cloud, um, your email almost definitely uses it unless you know that it doesn't. Yeah, uh, it does, <laughs> and your a lot of your phone's contacts are stored that way. Uh, your photos are stored that way. Yeah. It's I'm still shocked when I see people saying like, "Oh, I got a new phone. Send me your numbers." Yeah. Like, are you serious? Like, but I haven't done that since 2007. Yeah. I don't think I've ever actually sent out that message. But the last time I had to recompile my address yeah. list was. 2007, I think. It's like these days you can just log into your phone and it'll all be downloaded automatically. Like, yeah. Let's see, like I don't see why people would ever have to like re like punch in contacts or get new contacts. It's like 
they should, if you're doing your phone right, you should have them all backed up somewhere. Yeah. Well, I, whenever I go, I, I'm a frequent Apple Store visitor, um, and when I do go in with, to get their excellent, excellent warranty service, if, if a phone button is sticky or something, they replace it without questioning it. Um, I don't have to worry about absolutely anything. Nothing is nothing of value is on my phone that can't be that isn't already stored elsewhere. So I can just go in, get a brand new one, turn it on, connect it to the internet, and everything just comes back. Even if even if I don't have a backup of the phone, and I don't have one touch restore, I can just sign back into all my services and everything is there. Mm-hmm. I, I, I've never I haven't lost anything in a very long time, other than maybe progress in a game before uh, before. It, uh, iCloud actually started soaring that as well. Yeah. Well, now Android has, uh, like, with their multiple sign-in, yeah. on their, their tablets, you can have the same app on different profiles, but yeah. if it's game progress, it will remember which profile had which. Exactly, game. yeah. And yeah. The, that's, that's really a nice. Yeah. It's like, well, that's pretty crazy. So if you have Angry Birds on both, like your little sisters isn't gonna have the same levels that you have because you'll have beaten like more levels and it's like yeah yeah pretty crazy the um I on an off note I just wanna we'll we'll end here pretty quickly but um I convinced one of my coworkers to get a Nexus Five and it arrived yesterday or I guess it arrived the day before yesterday but I played with it a bit yesterday and uh, it's pretty fantastic. <laughs> I want I want to get one. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're saying the Nexus Six is coming out in Q4, possibly. Oh yeah, that's six months away, eight months away. That's true. I want to I want to hold them. I want to hold two phones like that and play with both. <laughs> Even though that's not feasible, but the Nexus Five is just so cheap. It's only three hundred and fifty dollars plus tags. I could have it by the beginning of next week if I ordered it right now, probably. <laughs> but I'm not going to, even though I want to a lot. <laughs> then I would just need another data plan and another, yeah. Exactly. But it's a pipe dream of mine. Is there anything else you want to say? I think I'm I think I'm done for now. We have a lot more to talk about about cell phones, but yeah. I think in terms of data, it's a good place to stop. Yeah, well, I think we covered all the bases. Okay. I'm happy with this. Yeah. Good presentation. I enjoyed it. Well, thank you. <laughs> I was looking forward to seeing graphs from you, but there were no graphs. No, my graphs, they, they weren't, there was no need for graphs. The, the points that I made were that, yeah, in that survey, people were, people with their ha- were happy with their plans, even if they shouldn't necessarily be. Um, and through all my research, every couple months, I, I look through all the phone companies' plans to see if there's anything that, I would even remotely consider getting. And I always see something that's close, but then I think about what I have and I, it's just not, it's 20 bucks more and you get less. Yeah. At least 20 bucks more and you get less. Yeah. So yeah, at this point I can't consider doing that. Yeah. Okay, well I guess we'll wrap it up for this week and I'll see you again next weekend, hopefully. Bye everyone. Bye. (laughs) 